Today is February 26th, 2022. This is episode 184 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Blattis and Schichter. And welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quentin. Hi. Hello. We have, we have, a, new, Hi. We have, we have a new follower emote in chat. We do. People seem po to like it. back. Yeah. Uh, my dog, Poe, is now a follower emote here on our Twitch channel. Uh, so it's, it's being slammed in chat right now. Yeah. He's a happy boy. <laughs> mm. So, uh, <clears throat> with us also, we have a guest, uh, with us, uh, f- friend of the show, a longtime listener, uh, eater of cheese doodles, uh, barbecue flavored goose, AKA, uh, and I, I may pronounce, is it Garrett and Thane? It is indeed. Oh, uh, man, thank you for having it. me. Nailed Job. it. Nailed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Uh, AKA also fart goose, but goose here today. <laughs> Farthest good. You have a lot of names like me on the internet. <laughs> so, uh, Wendy's, a lot of us have many names Wendy, on the internet. Windiest of geese. Indeed. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> Tivian's is windiest of geese. Uh, if you're creating beats at home, you're, you're creating goosebumps, right? Is that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I am now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweet. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for showing up today on a Saturday, uh, twice in a row. Uh, and of course, uh, we're doing this so that we can talk to uh, more of our friends across the pond. That's including Goose here. Uh, so let's get into our weeks. Uh, so uh, besides Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, we played Lost Ark again this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got boats. <laughs> we did, and we visited the Animal Island. Yeah, and I saw a depressing scene live on stream. So, yeah, yeah, that was a thing. But I'm small now. So Animals. I'm small. Yeah, yeah, we're tiny. We're tiny. You get to see the mokokos. Mokoko. Yeah, I just still don't like them. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, there's, I get. I don't know. Just not a fan. Uh, but I love sailing. That's fun. That is a lot of fun. Met went to Animal Island. Saw the cute. Found animals. out that we really shouldn't be exploring the islands until we hit after fifty. So that, that's true. Yeah. But they seem to start around like item level two fifty, and we're like one seventy. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Susan nailed it. It's just like Lost Ark has been a trip so far. I keep getting delightfully surprised. And I think that's what part of it is just it's a delightful surprise. It's delightfully surprising and depressingly surprising. It's kind of got both. It's got and yeah. as Susan pointed out, we did meet Black Fang. Um, uh, I love she her. Suggest, she said that she's a peach. Um I adore her. Yeah, she's great. 
But, uh, probably uh, more so, of her, less of cast. So far, Not pocket cast. Because <laughs> no, no, pretty. more of pocket cast. Less. Cal, wait, is it cast? Cal. 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 No cows. 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 Yeah. I don't. Anyway, like he's the dick. Yeah. More black. Family. And Lost Ark is currently Steam's number one played game. It still is. Even. D- <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into uh, the, the news. But uh, uh, Goose, what have you been up to this week? And has it been Lost Ark? <laughs> it sort of has. Well, actually, I haven't touched Lost Ark this week, but I, I did dive into it from launch. Um, I was quite excited for it because I, I've watched some of the the last open test footage, having missed it by a couple of days, and got mm-hmm. all excited for it. So I completely legally played on some other national servers um, mm. for a little while, but it was such a faff to use VPNs and log in and risk being deleted. I only got to about level 15, but I really enjoyed it. So I thought, yeah, that's that's me sold. When it launches, I will play. So I had a real blitz in the first sort of week of launch and mm-hmm. did 20-odd levels. Um, <laughs> and then I've been busy with work, so I've not been back to it yet, but I am enjoying it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's... It, I, th- I like I, I can get into it like I don't want to get into it too deep like because uh, again we're Final Fantasy 14 podcast but if if you're if you are a person that's like you know why is this game getting the intention because of some of the choices they made I would say it it does a lot of smart MMO things really well like yes they've made choices that I, I don't agree with in 2022 like gender law classes but the things they do really well you know, world exploration, giving your character the ability just to go through the game solo. Like you don't have to group, like, especially if that's, if you have anxiety, you know, you know, grouping with people, you don't have to, it it gives you a lot of freedom and a lot of choice to do whatever you want, how you want other than your character creator, uh, which is sometimes make or break. But if you get past that point, you are actually in for a really delightful game. Um, And I, I, would be surprised if people like Yoshi P don't look at it and say, how can I take certain things from that, that game and put it in ours? Like it's like, been out for like four years. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's already done. Oh, that. he's already starting to do it. I wouldn't be surprised either. So I guess we'll see when, when the farming, the farm comes to place and see how oh, I'm pretty sure that's from animal crossing. Uh, I guarantee. And or stardew. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we have ships and, uh, you can join Mr. Makoko. We're on Regulus. Uh, we we are almost at uh complete like halfway a little over half of all the spots filled in the on the of the guild so far so oh for the guild of yeah. the game no, no we're not even close to half no we're not we're still at service level uh so let's get into some news uh final fantasy 14's live letter uh from the producer live uh that's Final Fantasy 14 letter from the producer live. Boy, let me get that out right. It's happening Friday, March 4th, 3 a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific time, 6 a.m. Eastern, which is ungodly. Uh, 11 a.m. GMT. Actually, 6 a.m. is not that terrible. I could probably wake up for that. Maybe. Yeah, 3, 3 a.m. for me. I'm not going to be aware. You're not going to be. No, I'm not going to be there. No. Not, a, not on a Friday morning. No. Um, and they'll be covering what's coming up in patch 6.1. Uh, so that's... I, I understand why they did the last one at a normal time for all player. Well, I should say for for like North Western, America, North North America to get like through the, like the big stuff, like yeah. graphic updates and and all the stuff that like I think 
everybody kind of wants to see for the next 10 years. This is going to be, I think, focusing more on 6.1, the story, whereas, you know, the stuff and, you know, alliance rates and all that fun stuff. So, uh, very Europe friendly hours. <laughs> yeah, Chili's like finally decent hours for me. Uh, Elden Ring. Granted, if you are working on Friday at 11 a.m., may not be working for you either, but hey. Oh, Ch- Chili, Chili's still fine because whatever he does, it's for work. <laughs> I mean, European in general, like uh, not Chili, because Chili will watch it literally if it's at two o'clock in the morning for him. Chili Hell, doesn't, doesn't know watch what time. time. Chili, it's, Chili understands what time is as a concept, but doesn't abide by it. <laughs> time doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring is out. Critics and players are giving it much praise. That is very much true. I know that it's had some launch issues. I know that it's getting review bombed on Steam because of those launch issues. But besides of those launch issues, it's, it's still highly rated. Uh, they Everything I've seen about the game, I've watched... A little of the gameplay. I haven't like gone into story. I, I again, this is probably one of those things where it's like I blame heals you for dragging us through Dark Souls. <laughs> I probably would still try this. Like, I probably would still. I've try heard this. that if you are a fan of Dark Souls, then or Dark Souls esque games, Bloodborne, etc., uh, you would probably really enjoy it. Although, if you only like Dark Souls, like it is a lot more open world than Dark yeah. Souls. Um, but. But, uh, yeah, like, if you're not a Dark Souls fan, it looks really cool. I would absolutely love to look at this, but it's not something for me. I I did hear, and this is weird, I maybe, and this might pique your interest, someone that is a huge, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a uh, a streamer that I happened upon, and I I apologize, I don't, I didn't, like, remember your name, uh, because I was just, like, streaming Mm -hmm. through and clicking on random people, uh, (laughs) that they're, like, a huge Breath of the Wild fan, and it says, they're, like, it has the combat feel of of Dark Souls, but not as as not as tough right, as it, Dark Souls one. But the the feel I of heard it's more of responsive. Wild. It's way more responsive. They said it's like yeah. a, a, like a little more a, like a darker version of a Breath of the Wild game. Which Breath of the Wild, yeah. to be fair, is a little. It's still kind of a dark game <laughs> in some aspects. No, of it. I, I think in some not, aspects not as of much. It. Mm. I mean, well, what about it? Never it hasn't touched Majora's Mask or even Twilight Princess. Oh no, that not that dark. No. No. Yeah, yeah, both of those got darker. So, yeah, like, yeah. I think, like, in terms of the game, yes, but, like, just the feel of Dark Souls and combat and all that, like, that wasn't my cup of tea. So, like, I, I'm definitely going to be staying out of this. But if you like those sorts of things, like, definitely watch so, yeah, I wonder if you were, like, hugely revealed. If you manned, like, the fist weapons and went super speedy, if you'd like it. Because I heard that the fist weapons are fast. And you go, Possibly, but I definitely, I'm still not going to be picking it up anytime soon. Like maybe yeah. when it's on sale in five years for like 20 bucks, I might take a look. But yeah, actually, yeah. just yeah, just wait till like the game of the year edition's out. It's got all the DLC and everything on it. Yeah. And then nothing's broken. <laughs> so, uh, Lost Ark is currently Steam's, it's still, we said it earlier, but it's, it's currently Steam's number one played game. It still is. It's still holding up the, it, <sighs> What can we say more about it? Just go try it out. If you if you like MMOs, if if you're a person that's willing to try out other MMOs, then uh, it's 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 free. You've probably already it. tried it. Yeah. Or if you're you don't know if you want to try other MMOs. Surprisingly, Final Fantasy XIV is played by people that have never played MMOs before, and I got a lot of it is on that. But <laughs> if you like Final Fantasy XIV, it is very very different. From it is very Final different. Fantasy XIV. Yeah, it is yeah, not story driven. It no. is not character customization. No. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I don't find it surprising that people f- try fourteen first, just because 
it is very friendly to newcomers. It's a very easy introduction, and it's a common franchise that a lot of people are familiar with already. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just like the dress of cats. Yeah, so. as Julie said, like Final Fantasy XIV is an RPG first and then an MMO second, whereas yeah. most other MMOs are MMOs first and RPGs second. Uh, most, yeah. Uh, again, like I like I like MMO design, so uh, yeah. one of the creators. But it is a very it is a very yeah. important distinction here. There is, yeah. Uh, Hank the Tank, a bear. Uh, this has nothing to do with gaming. Uh, Hank the Tank is a bear uh, that's been uh, wrongfully accused of uh, breaking into dozens of homes in California. It was revealed through DNA evidence uh, that there's three other bears doing crimes. Hank the Tank is innocent. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Like, what does this? What does this matter to us as Final Fantasy 14 slash gamers? But uh, if you're in our Discord community and you should show up there, it's for great. Uh, Hank the Tank is now uh, the best is so, symbol of hope for me. So, so Hank the Tank is not completely innocent. Hank the well, Tank is part of that, but there are also additionally three other bears responsible for these. That's great, though. Hank Hank has a gang. <laughs> yeah. Bad boy crew. So there's DNA evidence. So presumably yes. these bears are not only breaking into houses, but also committing some form of dirty protest. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very common of criminals. You know, it's yeah. either a fear response or it's a territory thing. You know, people do it all the time, and apparently so do bears. Uh, but I will say that the people that are, uh, they're okay with it. They're like, they're nice. They're just they want snacks, and they, it's more of like a mutual like breaking and entering. Like it's like breaking and entering light. Uh, it's not really mutual <laughs> though. I mean, it's bear breaks in, eats all your food, and then leaves when there's no more food. Yeah, but most of the people are like, mutual. it's fine. <laughs> like, it's no, better no, than. No. I mean, the bears aren't like but violent people, or anything. They just want the food. Yeah, but people, people are, are just like okay no. with it. They're okay with it. No, they've reported no, they, that they're, they're calling the police. Well, but then the police there were like, we'll kill the bears. And now everybody's like, no, no, actually, revert that. We, we are okay with the bears. Yeah, no, the, 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 they said that they're not going to. Euthanize the bears. So, yeah. so future. Yeah. No, no. We know do not leave food out for bears. This is a universal rule everywhere. Do not leave food for bears. Hank is Please flipping the Goldilocks. <laughs> Hank is flipping the Goldilocks narrative. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bear that's just right. Yes. Thanks, Hank. Wherever you are, Hank, know that Maelstrom Radio is in your corner. Uh, our friends at Moogle Around uh, just announced that their next episode on Thursday, March 10th, will be featuring special guest Jesse Cox. Uh, go, please go watch that episode. Also, uh, I, I formally request that uh, two things: one, you say hi, and two, ask him if he'll be on Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, let's let's get into uh, our main topics, which is uh, Goose. Uh, so. Uh, Goose, welcome to Maelstrom Radio, and, uh, I, you know, you've been on, uh, Moogle Around, uh, twice so far, or is it three times? Four? Three times, I think. I think I was, I was on, uh, yeah, three times. I, I was on once, then I was on for the, the hundredth anniversary, I think the first part, and then I was on again more recently last year. Um, so yeah, three, three times over there. Um, yeah, and, and once on... The broadband broadcast. Um, so it's uh, I'm starting to not only lurk in streams, but try and claw my way onto to podcasts as well. And I'm I'm managing it. <laughs> I, you've been learning from Chile. Yeah. 
to be fair, I credit Chile for literally all of my, I don't call it success because it wasn't intended, but, but all of, of, my sort of FF14 experience is is based on Chile picking up my first tweet, um, <laughs> and through him I found you guys, and uh, I met Talon because we were both on the same episode of Moogle Go Round together before mm-hmm. Talon mm-hmm. started his podcast, um, and we've known each other since. And through Chile I met Tibiant and you know the the whole crew that that lived between Moogle Go Round and Maelstrom, um, and just you know the finest people in the world. Where? Uh, <laughs> not us. <laughs> yeah, I, I said the tibia. community, you know. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. To, to be fair, my, my first episode of Moogle Go Round was the mm-hmm. one that Flatters crashed that we, Sounds right. I think we ran to two and a half, maybe three hours and ended up releasing about 50% of it as an after show bonus with just the ridiculous nonsense we talked. Yeah, that's um, right. It was at that point I was just like, yeah, I I, I get this guy, um, and that's that's when I got into Maelstrom Radio because I was just getting back into fourteen, um, and I have Accurate. whenever I've been able, um, and I've been up at two a.m. I've I've tried to catch you guys live, which is always good, always fun for either a podcast or just random streaming. I was gonna have to ask you to be more specific because the number of times that uh, Peter has gone and crashed Google Go Round Radio is. I don't think I can do it on one hand anymore. It's, it's less crashing and more like they usually say, Flatus, you know you just have access to come in here. So, <laughs> well, you, you say his name three times and he appears. You know, It's but, true. But we still do it. None of us learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we... And uh, I, the last... The last two live letters, and it was interesting <laughs> when you are talking about it in the news that we've got a live letter that's at a sensible mm-hmm. human time in the UK, which is almost slightly disappointing because the last two <laughs> I've done as the joint streams with you guys and Moogle go around and mm-hmm. they've just been so messy because particularly the one that overran by God knows how long. Oh, um, just, yeah. That's yeah, we, that's why, one. yeah. That's why we made yeah. the call. Like we, we yeah. can't trust them to not like, if they're like, Hey, that's going to, this is going to be like two hours. And then the next thing it's like six hours, you know, you can only plan for so much and being awake so much part of the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I lined up a load of beers at whatever it was, like midnight. And I was like, yep, I'll do this for a few hours. I'll go to bed. And then mm-hmm. I realized that I was still typing away in chat to you guys and, and to MGR. And it was 8 a.m. And I was in yep. no fit state to function for about two days. Yeah, that's, yep. yeah. It's hard. It's that's, hard. After working for eight hours and then immediately going into a podcast for an hour, having a slight break, and then going into six hours of uh, streaming Life Letter... Yeah, we're, we learned not to do this. Oh, yeah, that's savage. Absolute yeah, that a, savage. That was content. a very long night. I <laughs> know it was at reasonable hours for me. I think I finished at like 1 a.m. Yeah, well, I, I decided so. at that point that I would just keep going because it was 8 in the morning. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And I'd, I'd drunk enough to convince myself I wasn't drunk. So I just started working. <laughs> Luckily, I worked from home for myself. So I just I started and I woke up on my desk at about midday not feeling very well <laughs> understandable yeah you, you're like man you're like i gotta text myself boss i'm out today <laughs> not feeling yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> i don't take any of that kind of nonsense i'd have made myself turn that's when you like make yourself a little bit of food and then fall asleep to wake up to said food oh i see that would have been a brilliant <laughs> idea mm-hmm. yeah or are you put on like the the slow cooker I did yes. that. Put in some meat or chili or something oh, in there, man. and then you're like, oh. 
what was it? Uh, early Evercast days, if like, because oh. there were some days, you know, we we did shows on like Fridays or Saturdays or whatever, and I used to drink a lot during those shows, and not in an unhealthy way, just like we we went for two hours, and I'd be going beers, and then I would stream afterwards, uh, and I remember one night after streaming and drinking and talking to like a lot of people uh i went like drunk me decided to throw like chicken and vegetables and like marin i don't know what like sauce and stuff into a slow cooker and like left myself a note that says i got you bro <laughs> and then i woke up to the smell of food like six hours later and it was so good and i was so happy like i was so, like i was like thanks drunk me so yeah you see i'm, I'm very lucky and i have not only an understanding wife but one who is who made food, looked after me, and immediately went, so how did it go? What did you learn? What's Endwalker going to be like? You know, not that, that she was interested, <laughs> but she knew it mattered. <laughs> what did you learn? Don't stay up to 8 a.m. drinking, watching <laughs> <Yeah>. Final Fantasy. <laughs> What's Endwalker going to be like? I can't remember. <laughs> I need to Google all the videos. <laughs> no, it's, then you yeah. Google, then you're like, I shouldn't have remembered. <laughs> yeah, like I, I definitely remember the 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 job trailer that was great and then the bit after that and then it all gets a bit hazy yeah they went over a lot i felt like they went over like almost too much like stuff they probably like hey like they could have like blurbed uh, like a lot of it like hey this is all coming in 6.1 and instead of talking about it to be like that's it all right we'll talk about that stuff in like (laughs) future things don't worry and really cut back it was it was perfect because it's my it was my first expansion uh, that i was Mm -hmm. ready for I, i mean i played since 1.0 but very much on and off um you have the I, tattoo yeah no because i didn't uh, play long enough in 1.0 i dang, dipped that in and out nice. um, i i sort of played it probably wasn't quite 1.0 it was when when they made it free because it was so terrible um i just <laughs> got a new pc and was like oh it's free and i loved 11 i played a lot of 11 so i was like oh i'll try this and it was good but it didn't hold my interest massively i played it for a few months um and I came back several times on both PlayStation and PC, but never got beyond about level 40. Um, I think I played in 2.0 a little bit, and then I played again for another few months after Heaven's Ward. But I came back and sort of started my my Twitter account, my father, whatever it was, uh, Final Fantasy 14 noob Twitter account, mm-hmm. right, as Shadow, uh, right as Shadowbringers launched. And I didn't know Shadowbringers was launching. I just logged in, <laughs> tried to log into my old Surprise. character. And it just, I was like, there's a queue of 1,300 people, which post-Endwalker is just hilarious, but there's a queue of 1,300 <laughs> exactly. people. So I was like, well, I'm not queuing 1,300 people for my level 40 that I've not played in two years. So I'll just create a new person on this this preferable server. And I just fell in love with the game, and that was it. That was two years. I went through all the content I did. I finished endwalker i went through 5.5 and i was ready and i i had all my crafters and gatherers to 80 i had multiple jobs to 80 i'd done healers tanks and everything so that was that was sort of my live letter it was the first time i could be part of the hype <laughs> hey, that sounds like you're more than ready like i don't have all of my stuff to max level <laughs> I, I have all my crafters and gatherers to 90 now although i've, mm-hmm. I've been on a a game hiatus for the last month i'm starting to sort of i'm starting to itch like an Same. addict because um because i work for myself we mm-hmm. those <laughs> the problem with with having your own business is cash flow you know 
work is good, but it depends on when people pay you for stuff. And Christmas was very expensive. We had a bit of a cash flow hiccup. So my sub uh, renews in January, but I'm on a six-month sub. Um, I've got a lot of retainers, and it's a lot of money. So I put it off. We should be paid, hopefully, next week for something, and then that will all sort of go through. So I was like, right, until we get paid. So I've been off out of game since very early Jan. Um, mm. And it, but you know, I've I've got all my crafters and gatherers to ninety. I've got three or four jobs to ninety. So I'm working on a few things. The one thing I've never really done is raiding um, because. I am one of those, I, I was one of those sort of anxious people who did not like grouping. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've overcome that a bit because I think the 14 community is so good. You know, I've, I've tanked content, I've healed content as, as well as doing DPS stuff. Um, but I've never done raid content that's current. I've gone back and done so, most Are of the old normal stuff. Normal content or savage? Oh, normal. Okay. I, 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 the idea of savage intimidates me. Um, yeah, it's I, terrifying. I think that as I've got older, it's just it's sort of harder to to be able to commit the time for a static. And I think if you've got a static that you're happy with, it's not really about progress. You learn it together, and you mm-hmm. you know those things are something you can overcome. But my most of my group experience is pug experience, and that doesn't give you confidence to try savage. Like extreme trials terrify me because I've done so many of those in pickup groups, and they're just. You know, you do those in, in the, the party finder, it's like, ah. Uh, Honestly, um, if you can survive, like, the pickup group extremes and the pickup raids, the alliance raids, the normal raids, like, you probably wouldn't do terrible at Savage because pickup groups are, like, really difficult sometimes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, now I'm, I'm gearing up mm-hmm. for, for, for getting mm-hmm. the, the raids done. Um, for for Friendwalker because I just you know the content's good the classes are great I'm loving it I'm loving all the the jobs and I for the first time ever and I've been playing the game I mean on and off for the longest time but but <laughs> for a solid two and a half years mm-hmm. I have an FC like, I've been mm-hmm. in FCs before because it's useful but never with people I know or people I even like it's just useful to be in a free company. But, yep. you know, I'm yeah. now in a, a marvelous free company with wonderful people, including Tibby and, and Dad TV. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I did some of their events. They were on my, um, on my data center, but not on my server. Um, I did some events with them, and they're such a fun group of people <laughs> that I was like, you know, I, I sold my house and I moved server. I was like, you know, I don't use my house. It is not worth playing mm-hmm. this game on my own. So I could see myself doing sort of savage content going forwards. I really could, um, but I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I have to say, like trying to run a group through like Dune Sky now in the Alliance raid, um, or even like the mock raids or anything like that. Like, it, it's harder than some of the savage content, honestly. <laughs> It it really is. It really is. It really. Oh man, having I, trying to get my weapon near the end of uh, uh, for the end of Bosia and having to run like oh I'll just like oh I gotta run mock like 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 run mock like ten times or whatever many it was. Oh, that, yeah. oh that was that that hurt because mock yeah. mock one right like the first level was fine. It's this. It's the second raid series in the raid uh where you start off on the is it the third one the third one the third one when you start uh, yeah dune sky where you like you have to go in and you start right on the airship and you have to fight the first boss on the airship yeah it's dune sky yeah do you know how many people know those mechanics 
Because I will tell you, nobody. M- yeah, n- me, me, the person who's running away. Like, why is everybody just staying there? They're gonna get blown up. Watch them just all fly off, and everybody's like, yeah. "What happened?" <laughs> like, that's my favorite is looking at chat. And everybody's like, "Yeah, what happened?" <laughs> if you like, can clear the first boss in Dune Sky, you have like a ninety percent chance that you'll actually clear oh, the whole raid. Oh boy! But clearing that first boss is a high enough bar that it doesn't always go well. Oh boy, that was it's it was rough through the whole thing, yeah. but let me tell you, it was not good times going through. And it, no, no, and I get, I get why like maybe people like find like coming to the game or running to that stuff. Cause they hear such good things like, Oh, you know, like that Alliance raid is a lot of fun and people want glamor. So they're going to run it. And they might think like, look at like crystal tower and be like, Oh, that crystal tower was really easy. Yeah, of course it's easy. Nobody does mechanics in crystal tower anymore. You just go in yeah. there and just nerf bat the bosses and then you're done. Right. Maybe, maybe Cerberus if you don't do the chains, right? Like that may be the one that gets people. But there's always oh. at least one or two people that know how to do the chains, yeah. right? So you're usually okay. Usually. I, I had one group that didn't oh. know how to do Cerberus chains, and I had explained it to them really quick. Like, you guys just chain the boss. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, Cerberus chains is not the most difficult fight I've had in that dungeon. Uh, the most difficult fight is uh, the eye thing. Really? Yeah. The, the first that, boss, that, because people I, don't know the, 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 the swap. The swap. Yeah. The swap and the doom mechanic. People don't know those two. Those two, those two. Yeah, people. and that kills people. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Oh man. So the, the thing that we the thing, the first event I did with the the Dad TV gaming people that made me switch servers was we did a minimum mm-hmm. eye level run through the first <laughs> Crystal Tower raid. <laughs> That's and not too bad. Yep. That's not too bad. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Oh, to be fair. We were probably okay. We ran out of time. We went back and, <laughs> and we we desynced and we we just walked it in a ridiculous fashion. But it, that really opened my eyes because, again, I was so used to that content. You you don't realize how how overgeared everybody is and mm-hmm. how how much mechanics are ignored. Yeah. I'd never done that raid where I'd had to deal with mechanics. And I walked in there, and people are saying, right, you know, I, I was in a group with Chili, and Chili's like, all right, we need to do this with the skeletons. I was like, what skeletons? Don't we just go in an AOE and then everything dies? It's like, no, the skeletons. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. We forget, I think, how far we've come since the, the, that, that content dropped. Like, it was eye-opening for us when we did the, the race for uh, uh, charity. And we did it well because we did min eye level and what else did we do? Like it was min eye level and what else? Uh, for the, no, for that, the dungeon, that was just min eye level. Oh, okay, for yeah. the dungeon runs, that hurt because <laughs> you forget. Like, oh yeah, synced. Yep. Oh, oh, that hurt so bad. <laughs> like, so, I, I just want to point out though, like when you were talking about doing that run and how fun it was, or like how, how great that run was, Chili's like, oh yeah, that was a fun event, and Tevia is immediately like, that was cursed. <laughs> Everyone's got opinions. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think if we'd if we'd all had the time, if we'd just started mm-hmm. it again, having got the mechanics down, because nobody knew the mechanics because none of us had had to know the mechanics, mm-hmm. we'd have done it. It was okay. We you know, we learned mechanics and when we did, that that to me was really, really fun. And that made me think, yes, I'd like to do current raid content and I'd like to try savage stuff because that sense of progression is is really addictive um and it did help me overcome that fear even if it was a level 50 raid um so yeah especially now that i've i've sort of fallen in love with reaper i would love to take reaper through uh, some raid content i i 
It's it's a puzzle. It's solving the puzzle, and it feels good to solve the puzzle. It does, but like the idea that people don't know these mechanics is just like baffling to me because I have every mechanic like drilled into my head for all of these fights. Like I didn't even do them at current level. I just know the mechanics for all of these fights. Yeah, I still. <laughs> I I think I think it's because we've done them so long that we remember the pain of doing them live. <laughs> but, but I never did I them live. That's, that's the thing. We never did Crystal Tower. We've done Crystal Tower live. We did it. No. Yeah, we did. I didn't join until after Heaven's Word, so I never did those at level. Uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, like I, I find that with, with dungeon content. I think, I think that's because yep. Yep. Dungeon, content, dungeon content is not punishing. You know, you, you go in with a group, you do it, even if you make a load of mistakes as long as other people in the group know what they're doing and unless it's a very complicated dungeon most of the stuff is telegraphed well enough i've right. been leveling up some alt jobs that i've been really keen to level sort of post 90 as a bit of a a, a relax mm-hmm. after pushing all the way through end <laughs> so i didn't hit spoilers and i managed it yeah, um, yeah. so i've been leveling stuff up and i've been going through the old stormblood dungeons and I, I kind of pushed stormblood and i was on a server with xp bonuses and so i was mm-hmm. i was desperate to get to shadowbringers because the moment i joined i sort of resubbed to all my old favorite podcasts and some of my new ones and everyone was mm-hmm. talking about shadowbringers because it had been out for three weeks and i couldn't uh, listen to anything yep. so i was content blocked so i was like right i've got to push through and do shadowbringers um, and i gave up on that quite quickly because i was just enjoying taking my time and mm-hmm. you know doing every single side quest as i like to remind tibian because i hate exclamation points but i go back now to stormblood dungeons and i have no idea what's going on yeah and i've run them maybe 10 times but it was a long time ago and they don't stick but i suspect i will know that first crystal tower raid mechanic forever because <laughs> we spent a whole night smacking our faces against it i i I feel like what they do with the dungeons is like the dungeons tend to be very forgiving. Like you said, they kind of introduce you to how everything runs. And once you're familiar with that, then they start kind of building it together. So when you start getting to the trials, to the extremes, to Savage and all that, like it's really just a combination of things you already know, just in kind of unique ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like the same with Castrum and Praetorium. When people start not using the cannons anymore, like no one knows that those cannons do massive damage. So if people actually bring them and I walk up to a cannon and start blowing things to pieces, like everyone's just like, well, no one actually is paying attention, so no one really cares. But yeah, they, they just everything assume just dies that's faster. they just assume like some sort of cutscene just happened and everything just died. Like, <laughs> oh, neat. yeah, well, they're, well, they're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But it cool. is, it's, it's like a shared language, you know, you do all those dungeons and then you can go, right, yeah. well, this boss is, you know, stage one is the mechanic from these three bosses from these prior dungeons, but reversed or faster or overlapping. And, and it does give you that, that kind of blueprint. Yeah. I, I will say there was something special about uh, Stormblood's dungeons. Uh, not necessarily Shadowbringer, but some of the Stormblood dungeons did some really neat stuff that I don't think they've brought back. Like the costume change in the middle of like the end of Dungeon, you had to become the old lady, and then Yojimbo yep. was collecting gold, like collecting the money piles. I was like, I wish they bring a, I brought a little bit of that back. Like I do, kind of like miss like having a little fun with the dungeon design. So I hope going like I I hope now that everything is like packaged and nicely done, like what they do now is like, oh, let's have fun again. Let's just start bringing in like new mechanics and have some fun with our dungeons. And so. Yeah, bosses with no combat, you know, bosses with... Yes. With, 
Bottom's you know, metal. Yeah, exactly. Bottom's metal Bottom's with the dodging metal. knee. That that Bottom's metal is such a that boss is such a brilliant little yeah. training because you you can pick it up without it. any prior knowledge of those mechanics by mm -hmm. the fact that you know the way they're telegraphed is familiar to you from other encounters except um, the, the meteor. Time. Uh, yes, I think that's the only one that's not telegraphed that you have to know meteor mechanics. Mm -hmm. But I mean, giant thing falling down, hide behind a rock, not hard to pick up once you do it or fail it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's true. Uh, it, well, I know in Shadowbringers they had a few. They had the one in uh, I'm not gonna remember the ferry area where you had to like walk across the tightrope bridge to get to the end. I am so bad at that. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Trying to do stupid things. Like, I tried to do the ninja jump across it most recently, the last time I ran it. And mm -hmm. you can't do that, it turns out. No, yeah. that, that does, or it didn't work from the place I was on. <laughs> I wonder if Reapers have tried doing, like, dropping a portal at one end and zip-zooming across. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, that, that had occurred to me. I love that. I love that mechanic. Yeah, it's a fun... Uh, it it shows that somebody wants to have fun with the dungeon and not do the same old thing over and over again, which is go in, mm -hmm. go you know, point A to point B to point C to point D, and then end dungeon. You you want to have some fun with the boss fights and, and do some fun. Yeah, like Bar Barb's Metal. Like I think Quinn and I both high, like have that in high regard as like one of our favorite dungeons, just because it's one of my favorite. Not for boss. the not for the mechanics boss, just for the mechanics. I don't boss. care about any other fight in that entire thing. The yes. Indiana Jones final <laughs> sequence, the whole like bird boss at the end. Like I don't care about any of that mechanics boss mechanics boss yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah chili says i'm interested to see how scalable dungeons will work i agree i i, I hope they scale well <laughs> i hope the four player like hard mode dungeons do well i don't know what that's gonna entail but i hope they do something fun with that i hope it's just not like the dungeons but harder because i hope uh, they're full of lizards <laughs> All right. I mean, you know, I, I get like if, if they're going to copy the wow model of like mythic dungeons and do hard mm -hmm. dungeon like that, it's it's all right. Like, it's OK. Like, if you want to add like the same dungeons with like, oh, the corpses explode and do massive damage and like, oh, there's going to be like random lightning strikes. And it's, that's OK. But, you know, I hope that the reward is fun. Like, I hope it's not just uh yeah, and we were talking about like if things are getting hard. Like, have you run the, any of the extreme trials yet, or no? I've so I've <laughs> I've I've run them. I don't think I've finished any of them. Uh, the the Endwalker ones? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, so just the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you done the um, Shadowbringers ones? No, no. I fact, I've done. I don't think I've done okay. any extreme trials post. Either Heaven's Ward or Stormblood. Might have done some of the Stormblood right. ones. Um, again, and I've so I, I've sort of I've sidestepped group content a little bit. Um, yep. Although I was so far behind that I You're only right. I only finished five point five. I, fi I finished five point oh, and then took a break to level all my crafters and gatherers, and that basically took me until sort of three four months before Endwalker, and then I did up to the end of five point five. At which point I thought, right, now I, I want to start doing the Shadowbringers raids and stuff. And I ended up just, by the time I, I started up working up to those, already we were into Endwalker prep. I was like, okay, okay, Endwalker it is. Um, but now that I'm, I've am i got my MSQ completely done, which is just insane, 
um, <laughs> for now. I'm um, I'm working on uh, getting into some more of that group content because you know I've got a good group of people to run with finally, which is great. Right. I was just gonna say, like when you're talking about the different things, like uh, I'm gonna use Ravana because Bismarck is another one I remember, but Bismarck Extreme is actually easier than the hard mode. Um, <laughs> like with, with Ravana Extreme, like you're doing like the, the normal mode version or the hard mode version is just like it's a dance. You just go to this spot, go to this spot, go to this spot. Pretty straightforward. And the extreme version is the exact same with the difference of like you take a little bit more damage and you have to go to. Uh, like at the end, you have to make sure your back is against something because if you get hit with something, it's going to knock you off the edge. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a real, whole lot of difference between the normal and the extreme, except the extreme is just like, what if we took the mechanics and then put them on crack? Yeah, there's like a, a percentage boost, but you you don't have to learn a whole new rotation or a whole new fight. Right. Like, and, and I'll use another example. Uh, the first extreme fight that we have in uh, Endwalker. Uh, that fight is very similar to Ravana in that aspect, where it's a very mechanics-heavy fight where you need to go and move to different places. The extreme version is basically that exact same sort of thing. It's just you have to be a lot more cognizant of where you're moving because there's just so much more going on. Um, you see, I'm happy uh, like, about that because I found the the normal version of that trial was a step up from what I was used to. It was so much right. fun. Really it was. It. Like, I really love that fight because I am one of those people like I have been raiding for 16 years now <laughs> in various capacities. Every year you're just um, like, damn it, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to actually go back and think. I'm like, okay, it was 2006 when I started raiding in EverQuest. And like, mm-hmm. yep, okay. So you know, 16 years I've been doing various raiding on and off. And like, I'm still one of those very anxious people. I will not run into a pickup group and try to do these raids. I just not me i will 100% do it with people that i know um but like i so so i go through and i learn all these mechanics like i am in our static i am the one that calls all of the the mechanics as they come out uh i'm the one that leads everyone around to the mechanics so for that fight i am the one that knows all the mechanics i put the little indicator over my head and everyone just follows me uh, about 80% of the time it works well, and the other 20% of the time I just lead everyone to their death, and it's hilarious. It's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> It is great. Um, 80% but, of the time it works 100% of the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it is one of those fights where it's like, okay, the mechanics are the same as the previous one, so I know those mechanics, and now I just have to learn how the new mechanics are slightly different, and once you pick that up, it's just, can you execute those mechanics again and again and again? It's just a pattern. Um, yeah. So, like in that sense, the extreme fights are not that much more difficult. And I would say that, like in terms of complexity, your extreme fights are probably slightly more complicated than alliance raids, and a lot less complicated than savage raids. You see, I think the other thing I need to do to jump into that level of content is yeah. pick a job and stick to it, because <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, it's the reason not needed. Okay. Well, the thing is, I I am the reason I picked fourteen or loved fourteen so much was that that ability to have one character that is your warrior of light and change jobs and change classes. Because I'm a complete butterfly when it comes to anything, gaming, any of my other hobbies. I'll pick new stuff up, do new things. So I played WoW for the longest time, and I had I had one of every single class to 
sort of mid-level because I'd get somewhere and then go, actually, I want to try one of these. And I would start a new one. Um, and mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of that in Lost Ark as well. You know, it's just like, oh, try this. I want to see what this is like. And yeah. you can do that in FF and still be progressing the story and stuff. And it's great. But there are very few jobs I stick with long enough to have the rotation as complete muscle memory so that I can focus on mechanics and still mm-hmm. output my damage or output my healing or maintain threat or whatever it is, stand in the right place. I can do one or the other. Um, and that's mm-hmm. just practice. You know, you, yeah. once. I suppose that I, I, most of the encounters I have played, the muscle memory is easier to learn than your rotation yeah. is, and you learn the two together. But once you've got those, you you sort of combine the two. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think when you, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, it, 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 I think when you said because you played WoW, I think when coming from World of Warcraft, where the rotations are, be fair, very much simpler than than Final Fantasy fourteen. I think it's easier in some aspects to swap between classes there because you're like, all right, well, it's, I'm only got to worry about maybe eight buttons max, right? Like that's really my rotation. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything else might be like, if you like at high level, you'd be like, oh, shield this. And then like, like this will buff my damage. Like that's just like the minor stuff. And like, it, but really it's like eight buttons on a loop. And then, but here it's like, all right, I got my opener and then I got my, my mid range and then I got a double yeah. with this. And you're like, and then like you hop onto a different class and you're just like, I have no idea what the hell any of this does. Yeah. And, and how does it interact with my group comp? Because, like, yeah. you know, when when's the rogue popping damage buffs? What you know? What's the window that I'm doing? And you know, it, it, the level I'm playing at doesn't. Those things don't need to be happening for you to clear the content. But I like to know them. I like to try and learn them. And there's there's a lot going on. But it's it's why I love fourteen because it has that complexity without being overfacing. I mean, you know, I, I talk about group anxiety and the fact that I've not done. Mm-hmm raid content i've not had to do raid content because i've been privileged enough to never run out of content i've rarely run out of msq content i love the crafting system and so i've always been able to put sort of time into that um with endwalker i will end up raiding because i will get to a point (laughs) where it is the next logical content for me um and i will i will that farm comes out and then you're like you know what maybe (laughs) i'm a farmer (laughs) i'm animal crossing all the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like i had a rating as a goal but then the farm came out and i was just like well i got weak savage island boy (laughs) and i think (laughs) i i Can we please have? Sorry, I got some I, mental uh, images that I'm not. Never mind. Was, all right. Um, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> no, no, that's not where we're going with that. But uh, it's on the list. Yeah, but I, I, I think this is something that a lot of people, especially people who are afraid of, of going into raiding content, um, not necessarily just because of like the group anxiety piece, but even if you had a like a, a static that you were going into, like going into this content or a friendly group of people, a lot of people have the expectation, like you need to be able to do your class perfect. You need to know your rotations. You need to be optimal. You need to be able to do all of this. And that's really not the most important piece when you go into an extreme or when you go into savage. Sure, that might be what a lot of people want in dungeons, but that's only because you want to clear fast. But like day one dungeons, day one raids, day one whatever, the most important thing is one, did you survive? And two, can you execute mechanics? Because yeah. if you survive, you're always going to do better than someone who dies. If yeah. you execute no the mechanics, point. it doesn't matter what else you do. Right? Like with our raid, like with our raid group, with our static, when we were learning, 
we took the time, we learned the mechanics. Once we had the mechanics down, we did a lot better. Once we had those mechanics, we got to the point where we started hitting in rage. When we hit in rage, then we know, okay, we have all of the mechanics down. That's the point when you need to start focusing on your rotation, your class. But it's not like the other way, it's not the other way around. It's not like I need to know my rotation so I can do the mechanics. It's you need to learn the mechanics so you can figure out how your rotation works. Because even if you know your rotation perfectly, the mechanics of each individual fight is going to change how that works. Maybe, for example, the boss is going to become an immune during one of your DPS windows. Well, your rotation is useless now. (laughs) You've got to be mobile at some point and your black mage is not working for you or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I love about it. Like going in, like especially like right now, like the um, Endwalker normal raids, enough people know the mechanics that they're pretty straightforward. They're pretty simple. You can follow people and you're going to clear. Um, or you can look up guides and to see what the mechanics are. But there's, you're not going to fail a raid because you didn't do uh, enough damage or enough healing or anything like that. Like it, It's all really forgiving. Um, and, and the same thing with the, the class that you play. Like With that as well, you could go in on that class as a healer and learn some things. You can go in as a tank and learn some things. You can go in as a DPS and learn some things. But you just need to know how the fight works more than how your class plays. Uh, to the point of like, you still need to be able to like push some buttons and do some damage and keep your party alive or keep aggro on the boss. But but those are just like your basic mechanics. You don't need to be optimal. Quote. Uh, yeah, it's true. Because like I I've gotten in, like I'm currently maining machinist. I switched to a DPS main uh, with Endwalker. Previously, the last. Four expansions, I've been a white mage main. Um, and I really had fun with Machinist, so I swapped over to that. And I, I can go into those fights and heal them as a white mage. Well, not the savage ones. I can go to the regular white fights and go in blind as a white mage and do those fights easily. I can do the same thing as a DPS um, because I, I kind of know how the different mechanics work or, or can pick those up. Um, but like it, it to me, it doesn't really matter which class I go on. If I know the mechanics, then I just adjust whatever I'm playing to those mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, I, especially if you have someone to go in there and help you, especially if you're in like a, a voice chat or something, and you can be, and the, they're just calling it like, "Oh, this is going to come up. Get out. Go in. Watch you see out for the air." You're in a voice chat, and you've got one person doing that call out, then. Yeah. You only need to sort of either learn that two or three times or make that mistake two or three times and you've learned. Whereas if you do it in a pickup group, quite often you die three times to the same mechanic and you don't know which bit of the mechanic killed you. Like, you know, you get your sort of standard, like a, you know, you've got a marker over your head and there are markers yep. on the floor. And if you take a 50 50 chance, because you're like, I don't know if I stand in the one that's the same color as me or a different color than me, or do I look <laughs> away or do I look toward? And you know, you, you learn those things over time, but it's so much easier if someone says, This is what this means. Yeah. And if they call it out the second time it happens, you're like, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that now. Um, if you find think, a, oh, sorry. Sorry, I, the only thing I was going to say was I, th- I think the thing with the, it almost cliched now, but the thing with the 14 community is that, that and I know a lot of people have this sort of anxiety about doing higher level content, group content, mainly because you don't want to be the one person who lets the group down or, you know, it's, it's not that you, you want to be seen as, as not knowing how to play your classes. You know, you want to be contributing to, to helping everyone have a good time and, and clear the content. Mm-hmm. But I've had very, very few 
negative experiences where we have failed to clear content or where, you know, I've died 15 times in the middle of something. Those those sort of perceptions and fears are not based on the way the community is and my actual experience. That's just, you know, my personal approach to life in all its glory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I honestly had never really done at level extreme content until last expansion. And that was only because Susan started getting things together for it. I absolutely hate running content if I'm not running it with people that I know. Um, once I get to know content and I'm comfortable with it, then I will go and run it with random people. But learning content, of course, is very difficult, like you said. Uh, so, yeah. Again, Tibian, yeah. we're all tangled messes of her own neuroses. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, yeah. I know the fight mechanics for the first bit of hard content in, in uh, Endwalker. Like, I can navigate the entire first extreme, I can navigate the entire second extreme, and I can navigate the first Savage content, uh, the P1S in Endwalker right now. And I can teach people how to do those, and I can go into random groups and try to clear those uh, just because I'm now at the level of comfort that that's fine for me. Yeah. Um, but that took a really long time. Like I wouldn't do that if I didn't know these fights inside and out and can like execute really, really well throughout all of those fights. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's one of the reasons that I, I kind of changed my Twitter handle. Cause the, the point of the mm-hmm. Twitter account that I started like two and a half years ago, it was the, the, Final Fantasy XIV noob, and mm-hmm. I only started the account because I I started my new account, my new character up, started mm-hmm. playing, and the following day I had a meeting in London, so I was on a train for like six hours and couldn't play. And I was just I was like, oh, I've just started. I need to be progressing. I want to learn what's happening in the story, <laughs> and and so I was like, well, what can I do that's game related? Nothing. I spent twenty minutes looking at websites, watching videos. All right, okay, fine. And so I thought, well, I'll set up this Twitter account and I'll sort of tweet out my experiences as I go, sort of relearning the game. Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd do it for like a few weeks until I could actually just play regularly and then I'd stop. But I quite enjoyed doing it. And because Chili spotted it and tweeted it out and a load of people started following, um, I was getting sort of comments back and people were actually paying attention. So I, I sort of kept doing it. And it was about two years after I started it. So about like six months ago, so we were going into Endwalker when I'd finished 5.5. Mm-hmm. And all my disciples of Hand and Land were 80. And I, I sort of thought, I, it's not really a Final Fantasy noob account anymore now. It's, I wouldn't say that I am experienced, you know, but my my sort of, my intention post that was I've, I consider myself relatively experienced in the game in general. I've done a number of different things to a certain level. And when I put my post up of, you know, whatever it was, 1500 hours and 5.5 finished, <laughs> disciples of Hand and Land to 80 and whatever, I was like, right, what what do I do next? And the, I sort of put the question on was, you know, where do I go next? Raiding, question mark. And I think that's always been in my head since then. And I'd probably have done some more raiding in Shadowbringers had Endwalker not come out when it did, because I think that's the next logical thing I'd like to try. And mentally, I, it's kind of framed differently for me now. It's sort of I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that experience, whereas before I've always gone, well, the game doesn't make me raid, which I appreciate, so I'm not mm. going to do that because I'm not comfortable with it. But now I really I really do quite fancy giving it a go, so time will tell. Shanty's like intermediate Final Fantasy 14 account. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, 
that's spot on because I, I was like, what do I call it now? And I I had three names over the course of about two weeks. Um, and I had Final, F- I, I, I didn't want to then put go straight from Final Fantasy Noob to Final Fantasy Legend or something like that because that, <laughs> that was so <laughs> and also was completely inaccurate. So for a little while, I had Final Fantasy Lover um, because mainly because it sounded stupid. But the more I looked at it, the more it sounded like a failed attempt at erotica. I was like, no. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. a completely different type of I would fantasy have, like Everybody starts following you, like, man, I can't, when this pops off, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just like, where's where's the ERP? It's like, I'm sorry, that's not what this account is. I, <laughs> where's I the ERP? I, I did it wrong. <laughs> um, so are setting I, OC accounts and like, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, please, please come this? to the club. Can so I join I, your I, <laughs> come join the savage island it's where the action is but um so i thought you know i did my all i do is sort of my my main sort of activity is 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 lurking in stream chats and podcasts and and so on and occasionally sort of popping up on a few mm-hmm. and and that's where and and everywhere on the internet pretty much i have always been since 2000 when i got my first xbox i've been father's goose um so that was the the name I went with, and then it was it was misappropriated in a terrible way as Fart Goose, which it does look like um, by more people than you would imagine. Most people actually read it as Fart Goose straight away. Um, I'm really surprised I, that that's the case. There's I, four extra letters. Yeah, but I still say I, I mean, though Susan popularized it, it's it, it was Chili, I think, and Tib who who adopted it wholesale. Um, I love it. I, I think it's brilliant. It's, you know, it became one of the characters in, in one of the, um, pixel remasters that Chili did. It was the monk, I think. Um, and it, you know, I've, I've always quite enjoyed that. So like, that's, that should be the account. Um, you know, it's, it's who I am. And I've the, 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 uh, Twitter address is my actual character name in game. Um, but, other than that, I think relations to Final Fantasy and my level of experience will not get brought up again until I, if I ever clear Savage content, then I'll give myself a really arrogant Twitter handle. Yeah. Final Fantasy for FFXIV Chad. Chili says people coming into the Pixel Remaster confuse that fart goose in the group. I do nothing but sow confusion wherever I go. Perfect. It is my <laughs> my objective in life. And yeah. technically, I am also a content creator because I streamed once, um, yeah. and it was it was the most successful stream of all time. I streamed for three solid hours. Yeah. I streamed me fishing, trying to get my fishing uh, relic rod, and Streams. for the first ninety minutes, my mic wasn't on. Um, so oh, the that's, first, that's yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, and the first, first nine minutes, it was me literally casting and pulling stuff back in and casting, and the whole time I just had verbal diarrhea telling people about who I was and how I got into the game and how I love it and this is what I do. And and then luckily after ninety minutes, Tib logged in and went, "You do realize no one can hear you." And I was like, "Thank, thank you, Tib." <laughs> I will say this: possibly thought people thought you were just like a Final Fantasy fourteen like fishing ASMR streaming channel and it was just like the sounds of the game and just like the fishing and like no music just the fishing and people were just yeah. like this is actually relaxing yeah, this, <laughs> this is great i'm gonna go to sleep to this yes you know? 
You'd be so surprised. <laughs> Sunday morning coffee fishing stream. Come on. Yeah. I found my niche. I'm, I'm, re- I'm resurrecting it. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to talk. You just got to fish and like play the game sounds. Not even the music. Just the game sounds. Just the, the nature and the, the sound effects. Oh, uh, boy. Fact. Someday. Yep. <laughs> Fart goose ASMR would be awful. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, uh, I think everybody's had that issue with, I think, streaming at some point where, like, one like thing Like us, is yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's happened. So. So, yeah, but, I like that, because I, I did it from the PlayStation, and I was logging on, and I was just like, I, I think I was waiting for a patch, and while I was waiting for the patch, I was just pressing buttons on my controller, and I hit the share button and went, I could just go live. Like, this is, this is linked to my, <laughs> my Twitch account. I have, I've done YouTube videos and stuff before, but I've, I've never streamed on Twitch. So I, mm-hmm. I just hit it and went live and started playing. What I didn't realize is that PlayStation, which is a clever feature, starts you off by default with your microphone muted so that you don't jump into stream while saying something inappropriate or with something that you don't want going on in the background. But it doesn't tell you that anywhere. So I just cracked on and started streaming. Well, <laughs> I guess this is what I'm doing. <laughs> yep, that's that's so, that's lesson learned. So, um, uh, so you've 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 you're all caught up on content. We know six point one is coming. So, how do you feel about all all the expansions? Like, where wh- what has been your favorite expansion overall, uh, and why is it, uh, you know, why is it possibly Shadowbringers or, or Heavensward? <laughs> well. So I mean, he- Heavensward for the longest time was was my absolute favorite, and still is one of the ones that pulls on the heartstrings. Um, it's so good. It was, it is. It's just brilliant. I, I think I know a lot of people didn't like Stormblood. The aspect of Stormblood I didn't like was the complete split and the amount of traveling and the, it, it, the storyline felt very separate and not particularly integrated. Yeah. And I still don't know those zones as well as I Malibu. do all the others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, and so I did feel that Shadowbringers was a bit disconnected. Uh, sorry, Stormblood was a bit disconnected, but I didn't feel it was as bad as it gets a reputation for. Mm-hmm. I think it was bad by comparison because it was sandwiched between Heavensward and Shadowbringers. Um and Heavensward was stunning. I think, personally, I felt Shadowbringers, for me, beat Heavensward. I'm not quite sure why that is. I just think it was, I liked the sort of flipping the trope on its head. Um, and you're, you know, you're, you're sort of fighting the light and bringing back the darkness. Uh, but I also think there was, there was some very clever character development in there for the Scions. And uh, it was good. But I, I, I still hold the Endwalker, I think, is my favorite. And I, I suspect heavily the reason for that is it was my first expansion that I was ready for at launch. I had the hype. I jumped in with the hype. And I was part of it from day one. I wasn't experiencing it after everybody else. That definitely colors my opinion of it. Um, but I would I would put Endwalker on a par with Shadowbringers. I think in terms of scale, Heavensward is probably still my favorite. There are moments in that particularly you know when you're fighting nidhogg on the bridge and the, the number of times you've had little bits of contact and little bits of of sort of conflict and the fact that i did heavensward entirely as a dragoon as well 
really, I mean, it just, it worked perfectly for me. I, 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 I would agree with you. I, and maybe it's just a personal thing. I think it's because the way that one, uh, 2.0 ended and had us go into heaven's word. Like we were, we were allowed through, but not necessarily accepted. Where yeah. here it was more it, again allow through not necessarily accepted, but still like we people like like we were still on a journey. We knew what was happening was going to be the end of you know whatever was happening was going to be the end, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you know we were we were recognized as like the warrior of light and everything. I still think like in Heaven's Word, yes, we were, you know, we we were known as saviors, but not at first. Right. We didn't, we didn't, we had a claw, we had a claw our trust in to the people of, of, of Ishgard. And then it didn't happen until it, when it popped off near the end, like ultimately when we fought Nidhogg and, and, and fought, uh, you know, Thordin, and then people were like, oh, okay, great. Like they're actually trying to bring priests between us and the dry. Like, it, it it took a while. So it wasn't like we, like there was already recognition of us because we were traveling with our friends. They knew who we were, where we were in a, we were strangers in a lot. And then that's, I think again, like we, we talked about last week when, when Moose and Sarah were here, like going back to being strangers in a strange place land, uh, well, it would help us again in the story. So. Yeah. And I think, I think because you've got that juxtaposition, you know, you, you finish ARR on such a high and you've done the impossible and you are, you know, the, the great hero of Eorzea. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you only have to set foot in a zone you've been in a lot in that bit of Coethus and suddenly, you know, everything's changed. The the end, the whole sequence in Uldar at the end of, of 2.0 leading into Heaven's Ward, just, I mean, that still makes my hair stand up on the back of my arm. Um, and I remember really clearly that that initial move into Heaven's Ward. Where you, you're right, you almost feel like all that's been stripped away, but not in the way that games and sequels often do, where they just go, you know, either the difficulty level's ramped up, so comparatively you're terrible again now, or <laughs> we've we've got plot reasons that you've lost half of your powers or your memory or whatever. It was just mm, that's right. the situation is different. And it's not just, you know, how capable and competent you are, it's how you are viewed and how sort of people look at you. And I, I did think that was absolutely brilliant. The thing I liked in Endwalker was the because we knew it was the end in inverted commas and but none of us knew what the end was there are so many sort of stomach dropping moments because your investment by that point is so high in your character in all of the characters around you that various things happen throughout that that could go what well, it could mean one of two things and one of them could be brilliant one of them is a bit undecided maybe there's another one that that could be terrible and there's, there's so many moments where you just get that sinking feeling going, I hope they're not going to do this um, because the the level of investment is just so high. The oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't no, stop. Bad square. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> stop death flagging yourself. We No. <laughs> I mean, they've been death flagging Silver Tear Lake for since 1.0. So. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's under that water? What the <laughs> <laughs> why is that the summer. only thing I mean, well, we knew that <laughs> we saw him we talked to him and then he became our friend yeah so we know. Tibian's like we know do we know because Moose was here last week and we, him and I both agree we do not know <laughs> we don't know everything 
Yeah, we we know there's something there. I mean, the uh, the presence <laughs> of Silver Tear. <laughs> I mean, there could be a whole bunch of like Lollafells under there too. Like it's like just infinite infinite Christmas under Silver Tear. It's just. <laughs> Where uh, <laughs> like God hides all of his stuff for like the a, holidays, like a like where you would keep like potatoes, like a like a potato dungeon. No, <laughs> no, like, it's, oh, the, it's the tonberries. Oh, the tonberries. Yeah, they're they're Lollafell. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, so oh, that, that yeah, that's like a root cellar. Yeah, like <laughs> what that? I mean, that's essentially what you I just call Lollafell's roots. Yeah, well, the island's going to be used for growing potatoes. Yeah, they're that's, earth- that's where all new Lalafels will come from. Yeah, they're earthen root vegetables. Island Sanctuary is just really a Lalafel repopulation scheme. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. There you go. Well, show title, I guess. <laughs> Lalafel repopulation scheme. <laughs> all right, well. Uh, oh, that was... <laughs> guess we could... Guess we could end it there. I guess Lollapalooza <laughs> repopulation. This is, this is I mean, it, I, I hate to say we've peaked, but it's it's a good one. <laughs> I would love a uh, shirt with a Lollapalooza. This is Lollapalooza repopulation scheme. <laughs> Maybe we can get Teleji on a shirt, like like the upgraded model Teleji. <laughs> perfect, absolutely perfect. We know he's one of the first to get. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was wondering what you were getting at for a second there. I forgot. Yeah. Teleji new Teleji or whatever. It's gonna be. <laughs> no. 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 That's something very different. <laughs> new Teleji. That's a different stream. Yeah. That's that. That goes hand in hand with with Final Fantasy Lover and his erotic <laughs> fishing ASMR. Yeah. That's my new. That's that's Chili's new. Uh. You know. RP characters to Legi Noodle <laughs> As long as there's no crossover with Sausage content, it will be fine. I mean, there's some crossing with Sausage content, but well, none of that we could talk about here. Uh, well, I has meats. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and on that note, yeah, Goose, thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for having me. It has been a great pleasure, and I've been so excited to be on so uh, yeah thank you very much indeed yeah uh so besides final fantasy 14 uh and and tweeting uh and and i mean you want to let people know where they can uh they can find you and and things you are doing yeah i mean if if people want to follow me my my twitter is uh at garrett and thane as it says on the stream which is um my ongoing adventures in aeosia you'll notice if you jump on it now it's been pretty blank for the last month because i've not been on but i should be back online next week um other than that i have very little sort of internet presence these days although you know if you're looking for me anywhere online farthest goose is is where to go um so for you know playstation and xbox handles and my old youtube channel if you really want to see me badly paint warhammer models you know that's that's up there too um but yeah that, other than that i will <laughs> that might be getting some hits you're not like you're like not looking at it it's like getting t- like 10k views per video all of a sudden to be fair, I mean, I've probably not looked at that channel in about four years, so it, it might have completely exploded in my absence. It might have, yeah. You'd be surprised. Could be, yeah, could now be the uh-huh. greatest thing. I, I should have, I should have monetized it before I stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, I will be back in 
in 14, hopefully next week, and that'll be taking up my time. All right. Sounds great. Well, TMMR, uh, we'll be back uh, on... Well, actually, we'll be back later today. Uh, we'll be streaming some Lost Ark uh, because there's there, there's gifts to be given, and we will be giving drops, gifts. Drops, 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 <laughs> drops. Yeah, so uh, not directly after this episode. Uh, there's going to be a small break, and then I'll uh, we'll be we'll be back. So, because well, I will try and catch that, and I I might just try and roll up a character for uh, for jumping in your guild because I am enjoying the game. Yeah. Uh, so just so people know, if you want to know why there is a break, uh, it's because Susan and I are going to get. Butter burgers at Culver's. Then <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> they're so. Good. That sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. I want to go have brunch because it's one thirty, and I've had a granola bar. Okay. Brunch is good. It's a little. Yeah, yeah. It's like breakfast, but yeah. with cantaloupe. It's a sa- I'm having a taco salad. So. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it does. Do you, do you have the edible bowl or? No, it does have like crispy things on top of it, but right. it's, yeah, no edible bowl. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but also our normal uh, st- game streams Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. GMT will be Monday and Thursday. Next Friday, March 4th, uh, will be the episode 185 of Maelstrom Radio. Uh, we will have no guests. It'll just be Quentin and I and talking about uh, and Walker, maybe, or 6.1 probably news because uh, we'll. Lost Ark. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, well, yeah, we'll have all the news that day. So, yeah, we'll probably lost Ark yep. in the news. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, man, you know, sometimes it's good when they do that. Like, it's not late at night. It's just the day is like early in the morning. So we could just like really just talk about it. It's like, thank you for the content square. Uh, when we reach 777 followers, we'll be doing a Kikurumi stream. Uh, I'm not sure where we're at. We're right 150 away. Oh, we're almost we're so close. We're clawing our way there. <laughs> One person at a time. So we're gonna have uh, to start cutting some incremental ones going. Yeah, we're gonna have to let uh, tell all your friends to come here and to click follow. And if they're like, "Hey, we don't play Final Fantasy 14 you're like, "Don't worry," they don't do that a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Stark. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yes. Oh. George's mask. So, as always, you know, till see as well as all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by MaelstromRadio.com and Blackfire Media, produced by Flattis Shintier and Susan Sprinkle. Join us live Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. Send email to show at maelstromradio.com, tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio, or join our Discord at maelstromradio.com slash Discord. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show.